Welcome to another episode of the Relax Just Love podcast, vegan edition. I'm here with Kyle Labadzi. And yes, this is how you pronounce your name, brother. <laughs> I love on, it. Man? I love it. He's teaching me how to pronounce my own last name because it's yeah. French. I love it. I wasn't sure when I wrote, when I read it, I'm like, Labadzi? It doesn't make any sense. It's that's how that's how people typically say it. That's right. Of yeah. course. But yeah. it's Labadzi. Yeah. You know, us, us uh, Americans, you know, we just keep everything so flat. And so just yeah. kind of basic and boring. So when you get that culture in there and you roll those R's and you get that little accent in there, it's like, ah, it makes it so much better. You know? <laughs> Are you saying I roll my R's, man? Is that what you're you trying to do? Some, some, you know, no, some, <laughs> It is part of the French language, though. Right, right, right. Heck yeah. So you're, we were just talking, you're Creole from like your background? Cause yeah, yeah. So yeah, occasionally, I mean, my family is uh, basically from Louisiana. And so, uh, yeah. like I said, I did that whole um, ancestry DNA thing and, so that's kind of cool learning some more about that just just like this past year and just diving into a lot of just the the rich heritage and things like that. So I have learned so much more about the, you know, the Cajun French, you know, heritage of of side of my family that's absolutely made me say I'm a little more interesting than I thought. Like that's pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, just a bit. Just exactly like, like oh that's pretty awesome. So you diving into it. So my wife's like I want to do mine now. I want to figure that out. So it's always funny. I don't need to do that, man. My my mother is a maniac when it comes to that stuff. She likes to track that shit down. She just dives so, into it. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think she probably has like three or four hundred years of history. Like, yeah, I wish, I wish, man. Crazy. Be, so I don't know anything. I barely know. That's a big thing too, because I don't know much about my family. Like, my family just doesn't really. We don't have like family reunions. We don't do a lot of those things. So, like, when I'm asking my mom, she's like, "Yeah, I wrote it down somewhere. Like, let me show you. Like, I couldn't tell you how many uncles and aunts that I have. I couldn't even tell you right now, which is kind of sad. But it's just kind of how the family has been, man. It is what it is, man. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Funny enough, one of, uh, so my best friend is French. Okay. He's from a tiny little village in French. My background, my family's been in Canada for like 400 years or some stupid like wow. that. Wow. And yeah, 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 yeah. If you, we, we come from a small village that's called De La Dagagnière, which mm -hmm. is basically the village that we're from. We took the name, we adapted the last name to my last name. And my buddy's like, um, do you know where you're from? I'm like, yeah, I'm from a small village that's called La Dagagna. He's like, I know where you're from. It's about 15 minutes from where I grew up. Oh, wow. Wow. Talk about the chances, right? Somebody right, I met right. a few years back, we became super good friends and Ooh. he grew up. It's a tiny, tiny village. Supposedly there's a street, there's a stop, a street, and that's pretty much it. Wow. Are you serious? But he used to go through there all the time. He was in France last month and he's sending me pictures of the village. He's like, yeah, do you remember this place? <laughs> right. Oh, fuck no, man. I've never been. <laughs> I've never been there. I know, right? That's awesome, man. Heck yeah. So you're from Virginia. That's what we're talking. So you're you're from yeah. uh, Virginia? Virginia. Yeah, that's where I grew up, man. My family um, was military and I was younger. And so, um, you know, we totally didn't grow up vegan at all. And I'm sure we'll get to that in a second. But yeah, family was totally Southern and, and, and totally military. So we moved around quite a bit, like on the East Coast, really just kind of between Virginia and Maryland. So we just kind of kept going back and forth. Uh, and then my dad was in Florida. My parents split. So kind of went up and down, like I said, the East Coast a little bit. And then uh, just, yeah, been here in Virginia on the, on the, on the East Side, kind of doing our thing for, gosh, most of my life. Traveled a little bit, went to a couple of different places, but haven't really like explored the world just yet like we're planning on doing we're coming up on uh, 10 years of marriage but uh it's been quite a journey like just you know the, what, what we've been what we've been doing and then how we're here and then what we're doing now so yeah it's been interesting 
10 years. How old are you, man? Could you guess? Uh, it, it's guess. Hard. Listen, I won't be insulted at all. Take a guess. Uh, say 18 if, or you can say 40. Like whatever. If I matter. had to guess, because you're saying 10 years, I'll assume you're about 34. Dude, you're spot on. Oh, yeah, just by the Shut age. The, <laughs> dude, are you serious? I ju- Listen, I just turned 34 in August. Shut up, dude. What the heck? <laughs> it's How the heck did you do that? Well, you're Americans. You guys tend to get married a bit younger. You don't strike me as the type of guy that would get yeah. married at 18 years old. Right, yeah. No. So you probably waited a bit. Yeah. And yeah. 10 years, yeah, 24 made sense to me. I don't know. That's crazy. I have, great, I have a great I've never uh, had that happen before. A day <laughs> in my life, people be like, oh, you look like you're 24. I'm like, oh, cool. You know, like, oh, you sound like you're maybe 26. But you nailed it, bro. That's crazy. One thing to remember, though, if people tell you you look 24, it's probably because you sound 24. Exactly. They're right. just telling you you're immature. Exactly. It's like, thanks, I'm immature. Like, thanks, I have a little baby voice is what you're saying. That's why I grew the beard, so I can at least hide some of that baby face. You know? no, just kidding. Are you that much of a baby face underneath there? I, dude, probably. Like, if I can get this part to grow right here, that would be awesome. But this part right here, so I turn to this side, it's like grown man. Turn to this side, it's like, eh, still there, you know, still working on it. Because <laughs> I'm looking at your pictures on your Instagram. There's no pictures of you without facial hair, right? Bro, yeah, because I've been trying to keep it there for the longest. <laughs> as long as I possibly can, you know? It's exactly what you got to do. So what made you become a vegan coach? Woo! So, okay, backtrack a little bit. So in 2017, I started like kind of getting into, you know, seriously get into like bodybuilding yeah. and so i was like all right i want to do this thing i wasn't vegan back then i was like i want to do this thing i want to do like a a men's physique show I'm not a big guy i'm kind of a smaller guy i'll do a men's physique yeah. show so i looked at the ocb i was like i'm definitely not ready for the npc <laughs> nowhere near i was i was 23 body fat and i was 170 oh, something pounds yeah i was skinny fat basically i just was all soft, in the stomach right? yeah you know how it is like just no muscle definition stomach yep. everywhere so I wasn't vegan and I found this coach nearby old school gym. Like, I mean, Arnold days, like it was yeah. just, it was awesome. Like clanging and banging. I walk in there, this dude's huge. And I just like, Hey man, I was like, I'd love to kind of, you know, find out more about what it would be to, to, to be in this show and to train. And I was serious about it. And um, it was kind of one of those days where I think we had, I was just kind of sitting on the couch and I said, I want to find a gym and a coach that can help me do the show. And so I just went to, him. I just like looked him up and went straight there and made the decision that day. Long story short, this guy's huge. He's like, if you're serious, show up on Monday. Here's how much it would be, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, awesome. So I show up on Monday, first day. Like, I mean, I was going to work out by myself, doing little things here and there. It wasn't serious. So I go in, this guy, it's leg day, first day. And I, <laughs> first day, this is, this is when I like, Fell in love with bodybuilding and with like exercise. And when I also wanted to quit because dude, first day I'm doing hack squats, I'm going for it. And this guy goes, um, he's like, all right, we'll do another set. And I was like, I think I'm going to throw up. And he says, uh, he's like, all right. And it's just me and him in the gym. Like it's how small it is. It's like not a lot of people, maybe like two or three people come in a day. It's like, I don't know how he keeps it open, but he kept it open. And so I said, I got, I'm, I think I'm going to throw up. He's like, if you throw up, you clean up. I was yeah. like, what, what, all right okay all right so for me it's brand new i'm like dang okay yeah i just I, I wasn't expecting that reaction so in that moment it like it switched for me and so then from then we had the show come up in five months i went from 23 body fat to seven percent body fat in five months and i got pretty shredded i wasn't like massively putting on muscle or anything like that 
Um, still dealt with like a lot of digestion issues. Couldn't seem to put on muscle really, really quickly, but I was losing fat and toning up like crazy. Did my first show, uh, did okay. And I was like, all right, well, this is, you know, I want, I want to do some more. So let's see what's up. So as I kept kind of like prepping for a show, I just, I couldn't seem to get my body right. I was like, this is just not, I'm still working out at the gym. I'm still dealing with some issues, still eating like, you know, regular American diet, you know, just crap and all that kind of stuff, fast food here and there, trying to pack on calories, doing the chicken, rice, broccoli, all that kind of crap. So then I saw, I was like, all right, I started seeing something and I started thinking more about nutrition. And I was like, I really want to get serious about this. Like I want to dive more nutrition. So as I delve into it, I started saying some things about like a vegan diet, plant-based diet. The irony is I had a friend who was like a vegan vegetarian and I used to joke her and make fun of her all the time. I was like, huh, what do you eat grass? And I was like laughing, like doing stupid jokes. I had no clue. I couldn't yeah. tell you what vegan or vegetarian even was. I had no knowledge. And so um, I remember diving in, doing some research. And then I saw the game changers documentary come up and mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, this is good. What is this? I saw it come up and I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to really like, you know, I'm going to look into it. I'm going to check it out. So I was already kind of dabbling with some of the stuff like, okay, well, let me try more smoothies. Let me try meatless Monday thing. Let me do this, do that. But then when game changers came out, that was, that was like, boom, that was it for me. Like, all right, I got this. I can do this. And this may be the answer to the digestive issues, to put on muscle, to loosen fat, staying consistent to energy levels, to recovery, to inflammation, all these things I was dealing with. And that just like clicked for me. So I was already kind of helping people, like training people without a vegan diet, just giving them like exercise things and just kind of helping friends, not really like as a professional. But then once I really saw Game Changers, that's when I did my plant-based certificate program from Cornell. That's when I went ahead and got my CPT from, you know, NASM. And I was like, all right, I got to I got to do this right. And so from then, it's just been like seeing the effects in my own life and then seeing the effects in clients like just how fast the transformation is and how it just realigns people's perspective on life, their body. Uh, you just see so much more success, you know, from a vegan diet. And it's just, it's insane, man. So yeah, that's kind of, that's my story crunched a little bit, but it's just been awesome. Man. It's been really awesome. So let me ask you this. I learned something recently because uh, I, I honestly did not know that, but I, they say that most vegans actually become vegan because of health issues or because of, they want to change their diet since since you've been vegan do you uh do you sit do you still see it that way or do you see it still or do you see it as in i want to do it for the animals as well i want to do it for other reasons or it, did that evolve with time because i'm yeah, always curious great, about that. dude great question because i thought that was some of the things i think that when i first jumped into like okay i'm going to be an advocate for a vegan yeah i was i think that was that's something that i've been able to learn now which has been so cool is my first issue was about health and was about appearance yep. and about performance. Mm-hmm. That was my big thing. Um, and then I started to evolve. I started to just become a lot more compassionate and seeing what's going on in factory farming and, and seeing what's happening inside this food industry and realizing just the, the you know, climate change, and especially when I did my plant-based certificate program from Cornell, like that was the information was eye-opening for me. And so evolution is exactly the word I would use. It has gone from a place where I think I have grown so much more and wanting to see the sustainability of a vegan, not only a diet, but products and lifestyle and just the way that the the concept of 
you know, no meat, eggs, dairy, like no harm of animals, no, the, the, the health aspect of it, the performance aspect of it. It's just, it's so broad. And I think that's the beauty of it. That's what has opened up my eyes so much more when I'm able to help clients. Cause I, I take on clients all the time who are like, I don't even know what vegan means. So I'm yeah. like, awesome. Let me educate you starting with what your goal is and then broadening your perspective on that. So that's kind of the journey I love to help people with. Cause I wasn't like, oh my gosh, save the pigs. Oh my gosh. Do you know, stop, you know, cowspiracy, you know, the seaspiracy. I wasn't that guy yet. And then I began to evolve and it's just, it's helped me to then bring my son who's four years old, who is pretty much vegetarian. I mean, he's kind of leaning more, even more towards a vegan thing. And so it's just kind of like my wife, who's basically vegetarian and kind of leaning more towards vegan too, just kind of helping them walk through the process too. And it has been an evolution. And I think that's the, that's the beauty. Some people feel like, oh, I can't be vegan because I'm not like this towards animals or I'm not that passionate about climate change or I'm not this. I'm like, no, man, just whatever your journey is, like yes. start there, you know, and then keep it going. So yeah, that's been my, my journey. Yeah, because it's funny because for me, it started, what, 12 years ago and it was for the animals. Always wow. been for the animals. And wow. then, because I've been hitting the gym for 20 years. I've been, I've done martial arts right. for 15. So yeah. to me, it was just, I wish somebody would have told me because I was vegetarian for like eight years before I became vegan. Wow. I wish somebody would have told me 12 years ago, don't be vegetarian, be vegan right away, right? Right, right. But I did it for the animals. I, I saw a difference on the body, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But then it became spiritual for me. Because mm. I'm a very spiritual person. Now I see, I look at it, and to me, I don't see how you can be very spiritual if you can still encourage torturing animals. To me, it's a nonsense. It makes zero. You can't. Yeah. There's no yeah. way. It's like an out of sight, out of mind kind of thing. I think most people yes. kind of look at it as yep. like if it's just not there. I don't. Because I mean, I, me too. Like I'm, I'm a man of faith, and just to to see it now and to see, I think even from a, a beginner standpoint of compassion towards animals, I think just seeing how hurting, killing the, I keep going back to factory farming, how it's destroying people yeah. and how yeah. just the, the types of things that are in these foods that are in these, you know, with animals, it's just, that to me is like, so, so being a man of faith and, and, you know, walking this thing, I've, I've seen people who deal with, I mean, my gosh, I can think of names off, off the top of my head people who deal with diabetes and chronic heart disease and things like that and going to see them in the hospital. And I'm like, I would much rather not see you in this room and see you at your home and help you to do preventative measures. You know, yeah. so that you're able to, to get help. It don't have to be in this predicament, you know, too. And then you just see all the, you see the videos, you see the pictures and stuff. And it's like, it makes me even that much more like compassionate for the animals. And I think about too, at a grander scale, I think about what it's doing for the next generation. I think about for my son. I'm like, yep. I heard a statistic in 2050, the degree of the planet's going to rise, what, two degrees? Yep. And so the way that's going to affect the entire society and the entire way we view life and the way we live life is astronomically different. And so that makes me concerned. I'm like, what am I doing to help that? You know, what am I doing that's not going to continue to add to that and every day trying to make small changes towards it? So the way you were talking earlier, you actually take customers or clients, should I say, that are not vegan? Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I actually, I wanted to do something that I thought I wasn't seeing a lot. So I saw it's trainers that were like, call. yeah, trainers call. that were, you know, you know how it is. Trainers who are, I'm a vegan trainer or I'm a non-vegan trainer. And I was yeah. like, well, what about the people who just like, I want to incorporate more plant-based yeah. foods. I'm not ready to fully give it up yet. 
And it's a challenge for me because I want to look at them and say, like, give it up. Like, you know, just yeah, you want to show. I had a call with, with a potential client today and she's like, well, walk me through it. You know, and I'm like, OK, so I'm talking with her. But at the same time, I've been able to really help people kind of re-educate and learn. And that's the thing. That's the fun for me is when I see the light bulbs go off. And they're like, yeah, oh, I don't need all this meat for protein. I don't need, you know, all these different types of, uh, uh, you know, I don't need eggs in the morning. I don't need eight eggs to build muscle. You know, it's like all these different things that, you know, natural or, or people who are trying to bodybuild or people who are trying to exercise would normally think. I want to help that. So it's a little bit of a longer process, I think. It's more of like a beginner stage. And then I have some people who are already vegan who are diving into it. And it's a lot easier to train them. It's like, cool, here's some ways. Let's dive into this. Let's figure out some more foods that can help you get to the next level. You know, all that kind of stuff. So yep. it's been it's been a fun journey, but it's it's been interesting to learn. I've learned so much on how to better have conversations with people from a health standpoint, but also like just from people who share different, you know, different concerns about it. So how do you normally approach a subject when you get the, a client that reaches out to you that's not vegan because you want to incorporate as much plant-based foods as you can, I would imagine, I'm assuming, but how do you incorporate that? How do you bring that up into a conversation? Do they normally know what to expect? Because if they find you on Instagram, right. it clearly says that you're a vegan fit coach, but yeah. how do you approach it? Do they always have that in mind already or do you bring that up? Yeah, most people, I think, I kind of see the Instagram. They're like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. vegan. They're like, so, all right, I see you're fit. I'm not really a vegan. That's ma mainly what I always hear. Like, hey, I see how fit you are. I see what you're doing. Like, I love your stories, love your content. Like, I'm not really a vegan, but I'd love to get in shape. Like, could you tell me more about it? And yeah. I'm like, sure, cool. Let's, let's start by there. And then most of the time, it's like I have a client right now who's in uh, Alabama, and he's like, I ain't vegan. He's like, I'm telling you that right now, I'm not vegan at all. He's like, but I'm interested, and I want to know yep. more because I want to lose weight. I want to be healthy. I want to be around for my kids and this and that. I'm like, awesome. You know, that's that, like, out of sight, out of mind. No idea about factory farming. No idea about climate change. No idea about any of that. So I'm like, cool, let's start with where you are. And for him, a win, because he just started this program, a him, a win was, hey, I didn't go to this fast food restaurant and get yep. breakfast in the morning. I did a smoothie and I feel great about it. And in like a week by making small changes, he's like, I've dropped five pounds. Mm -hmm. I'm more energetic. Like, this is great. You know? So now it's like, as you start seeing those goals, it's then let's introduce more of this concept of what veganism really is all about. And then how that can improve in all other aspects of your life too. So I think it's a slow journey, but it's, it's rewarding because you're able to really coach people. And I think that's what I love is like, I can walk people through a transformation and not just be like, here, take this plan, do eight to 10 reps, drink a smoothie, eat this tofu, you'll be good to go. Like, it's just, it's so much more than just that. I think that's missing. I think you're doing something that's missing. I find that, I don't know how to put that in words. That's going to not offend people, but <laughs> as, as a vegan, I find that we're too hard on people that are not. Mm -hmm. We tend to be very 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 blaming yeah. but yet i remember one day i wasn't vegan right like uh, i don't care that you're into your 20s your 30s your 40s your 50s if you you are curious or you have questions about being vegan right, right. i will i will never approach it i don't talk I, i don't talk to people i know about it i don't i don't bring that up i you just I wear mostly, shirts they see it right no not even this is brand new i've only started to design oh, nice, <laughs> Two months ago, 
Right, right. I just saw your shirt. I was like, it's gonna be so easy to be to have the kind of like V guns. What is that? You're like, oh, I didn't bring it. I guns, bro. But you know, it's it's one of those things that I think it's missing initiating people to it, responding to questions. Right. Like half people reach out to me sometimes that they're not vegan. And I'm like, I, I don't judge you because you're not vegan. Right, right, exactly. It's, it's the first step. It would have been a lot easier for me 12 years ago if somebody would have been there to explain to me how I could have become it. at least vegetarian, vegan. It would have made a li- it would have made it a lot easier. Right. But it seems right. like we were mad at people for not being plant-based when I remember for a good portion of my life, I wasn't plant-based either. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly. I think that's the, it's the, com- the same compassion we have towards the animals. Yes. We need to have compassion towards people. Cause I think everybody's walking that journey and giving people grace. And I feel like the moment I'm able to kind of just talk with somebody and have that conversation and, you know, help them see that spark, that light bulb for me, I know it's like, man, that's one more person that I know who is going to see dramatic change in their life. There's one more person who's going to have more energy for their kids. And one more person who's going to contribute less to, you know, climate change and this and that. So I think it's the idea of, I think we, in the vegan community, I think we, like we're talking about, we lose that compassion towards each other in in our journeys. And we want everybody to be where we are. And it's like, we just got to walk this thing out together too. And if we want people to come in and, and, and see this and, and join this movement, this revolution, this, this lifestyle, then we got to like walk them through. You know, I think the way you see carousel posts on, yeah. on, uh, on, you know, IG and people are like walking through, you know, plant-based one-on-one, like do that for people, like have real conversations with them about that and like walk them through it, you know? So, so let me ask you this, the, uh, I know you're a religious person, obviously, cause it's, yeah clearly says it on your on your on your page right. how does it feel to be uh you're christian obviously i don't know which type are you protestant are you catholic what are you uh, i guess you consider non-denominational i don't know i'm pentecostal if I, I grew up kind of pentecostal i guess if you want to say that do you believe in the church oh yeah absolutely okay, okay so you're not protestant that's for damn sure right right, right. <laughs> so you know but how how because because that's curious because in the bible and i know i've read the bible so i can right. speak for it it does talk about slaughtering lambs slaughter, slaughtering animals how does that feel being a vegan considering the religion you follow um because it does say i don't remember the wording obviously and i'm going to massacre it for sure but they say that animals were put on the planet for us right for us to consume right. How does it feel to, and that, and I'm sorry, it's not an entrapment question. Oh, I'm not trying to be dude, an ass. Listen, I, I don't have any, I'm open book, man. Cool, cool. Yeah, Cause I'm very, Lord, this is a great conversation. I'm very spiritual. I yeah, don't necessarily man. believe in the church for itself, but I believe in God. Sure. I just find it very interesting to, right. Cause most Christians are definitely not vegan. Right. It, and, you're and a rarity. Dude. You're Let's a have conversation. So I think there's a couple things to this conversation and we'll keep it condensed. Number one is you'll see a lot of people who, um, you know, as, as a Christian, as a, as a believer, you'll see a lot of people who, I'm trying to use the right words here, who will, I guess, paint the American image of a Christian online. And it's very much pro this and anti that. And it's really nine times out of 10 is what, what we're against. It's like Christians are against this. Christians are against that. And Christians are against this. But what are we for? And I think that's the thing that we need to talk about. We're for like God's plan for people. We're for, you know, uh, 
the Bible says, you know, like for God to so love the world, he gave his only begotten son. Like, well, that's the idea. Like God is for people. We should be for people. So when I think about like when it comes to the vegan thing, you know, <laughs> a lot of friends who are like, yeah, you know, in the Bible, they, you know, they sacrificed animals, they ate animals, you know, Jesus, you know, would say that they, they two fish, five loaves, like all that kind of stuff. How you think about that? And to be completely honest, it was never a, because I don't, to me, I always say this way. I don't practice a religion. I, I practice a relationship. Yeah. I, I feel like I have a relationship with Jesus. So yeah. religion is a bunch of rules. Relationship is access to him. And I'm like, I'm following the ways of Christ. Like, that's really what I want to do at my core. So when I became vegan, it never really came up as like, a, oh, man, you know, as Christians, we don't we're not vegans. Like, there's no scripture that says that. But people mm-hmm. always ask me, like, hey, uh, they killed this. They did that. What do you think about that, Mr. Christian man? And I was like, OK, like I, I just, just I don't really have an answer. I think the one thing I do normally point to is a cool little story in the Bible where a guy named Daniel uh, for 10 days basically did a. A, um, he wouldn't eat the, the king's like slaughtered meat. And he said, give us 10 days. And if we don't look better than the rest of the men, he's like, we'll just eat fruits and vegetables and we'll look better than the rest of the men. Then we'll, we'll eat, you know, the, the meat or whatever. And so after 10 days, they came back and they look great. And I'm like, hey, it's a plant-based diet. Like yeah. 10 days, like just really impacting his, his body. And so I always use that as a joke, but I don't think like God looks at people and are like, oh, vegan, oh, non-vegan. Like there's any type of you know, merit badge, gold star, anything like that. I think for me, it came down to where I live at right now, like in this climate, I don't have a small farm. Like you've heard the book Blue Zones, like the Blue Zone Theory, Blue Zone book, like these centenarians, people that live all over the world to like, they're like 100 years old. They have like uh, 90% of a plant-based diet, 10% is animal-based, you know, in some way, shape or form but they don't have a lot of factory farming. They don't have all yep. those there. So for me, I looked at it as less of a spiritual conversation, a more of just like a real every day. There is contaminants in the food that I'm feeding my kid. Like there, <laughs> there is global yeah. warming happening because of all the stuff we're doing here. It's like, this is not a spiritual conversation. This is a, for me, this is a common sense conversation. This is a society conversation. This is like, this is a health conversation. Like, so I think I took that approach with it too, because. People always joke me a lot of times. You'd be like, oh, you're you're building up the body, like you're bodybuilding. Like, you know, this is not our home. Like heaven's our homes. What's the point? And I'm like, why, why does everything have to be so like this or that? Why can't we say this is my faith? This is what I believe. This is who I follow. And this is also what I like, you know, and so kind of just going into that realm. So that's kind of my approach where I've been at. It's interesting that people will tell you that are that our home is in is in heaven but wouldn't you want your envelope your carrier for your soul during the time that you're here to be in the best shape possible so that Come you on, can man. enjoy it more on, man exactly exactly and tell and me you that live you, long you'll live long and healthy and tell me you don't operate better when you're eating properly 100 thousand percent tell me you don't feel like shit when your stomach is hanging over your pants bro go to the fridge to pick up another crap to eat and you're just uh, 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 you're huffing and puffing because exactly. you're swat of shape like exactly and i think that's the conversation to have people like you know people are like i, I want to live i want to live to my fullest you know we got self-help out there we got all these type of you know self-development people and i'm like listen if if you want to take control you want to conquer every aspect of your life like you have the power and the ability to be able to do that like yep. you, you can take the life by the horns and say okay Enough is enough. Today's the day. And I think for some people, 
They just need permission. They need to hear somebody like you or I, they may not even know, but they're like, oh crap, you're right, man. I just, I just need permission to do this. And if I hear somebody tell me that they did it and I get permission from them, that's just a spark of inspiration. The switch goes off for a lot of people. We and I think that's the thing. We're waiting for somebody to say something. And sometimes we can be like, oh, you're waiting for somebody to tell you what to do, blah, blah, blah. Like we all to some degree did that. Somebody inspired us in some way, shape, or form to have permission to then go and do it. And I think that's what we got to be for other people is give them that permission, man. Go for it. Change your life. Lose that weight. Get fit. Like do it, you know? So do you bring uh, religion into your trainings? Like with your customers and stuff and your client? Yeah, I mean, I, I like to pray for people. I like to, you know, there are a lot of people who, um, you know, if they're open for it, I'll definitely do that. You know, I'll do a, a thing. I'm getting ready to start doing a thing called Conquer Your Morning. So I do like my own morning devotion. And so I'll invite people in on that and like pray over that too, if they want to have that aspect. Because I think like you were talking about earlier, you know, health is holistic, you know, it's uh -huh. mental, physical, spiritual. And so I think bringing that in all together, some people may not be ready for that. And that's cool. And I think the biggest thing that I try to show people is, I don't have to be like a Bible thumper. I don't have to be somebody who's shoving my faith down your throat. I think the best example is a life well-lived following the scriptures and following the ways of Christ. And then just be able to show that. And then some people are like inspired by it. Other people might be like, okay, cool. You know, just whatever. So I think that to me, I'll bring that in and just kind of like pray or I'll pray for my clients by myself, or sometimes I don't at all. I just, Hey, let's talk about fitness. Let's talk about, nutrition let's dive into you know improving your rhythms and all that kind of stuff and i think whatever approach works go for it but do uh, do you have clients you think approach you because you're a christian oh yeah absolutely yeah 100%. that's what i was going yeah. to say yeah so i mean people will um will dive in because they're like man as a because i think it's too like even in the church it's you know we talk about it like you said earlier like people are not vegan in church and so health no. is not a big thing to talk about you know when it comes to to your faith and so to have somebody that can kind of be like, Hey, like you're a Christian and you're also uh, into fitness. Like that's pretty awesome. You know, like, let, can I, can I have a conversation with you that I probably wouldn't have with most people because they would think I'm trying to be vain or I'm trying to be selfish or something like that, which I think is such a stupid conversation. It's like, how are you going to, how are you going to help people if you don't help yourself? Like, how are you going to take care of people if you're not able to really take care? And what I mean by that is you, you want to, one of the quote John Maxwell says this all the time, like the hardest person to lead is yourself. Mm -hmm. And so if we can't lead ourselves in making really good decisions, we can sure expend all of our energy helping people. But at the end of the day, to what expense does that, where does that leave us? And so I tell people, if you can feel good, that's why I like you on an airplane, they tell you to put on your oxygen mask before you put on somebody else's. Like, Every time. Same idea. Like, Hey, help yourself. Don't feel selfish about it, but you know, have some a sense of really good, pride and, and excitement that your life can mean so much more than just making it through you know what i'm saying so yep. same approach man it's a beautiful market though vegan i never thought about it a vegan christian coach <laughs> <laughs> i guess so yeah i guess well, I, i'll probably look at it as i'm a christian who happens to be a vegan coach i just do yeah. it like that you know whatever works dude that's a great market for you though that's it Because they always tell you in marketing terms that you want to find the smallest niche you can find right. and be the number one person in that niche. So if somebody thinks vegan, Christian coach, your name comes up every single Ooh, time. That's it. That's a great, that's a great fucking thing, man. That's it, bro. I'm in there.
Never thought about it. That's beautiful, man. That's awesome, man. I appreciate that. I had to use that even more. You should no, but you should. That's what I'm saying. Because yeah, that's one of the things that attracted me to your page is the fact that again, I'm not religious, but I'm extremely like I'm more Buddhist yeah. than I would be anything else. And I'm not Buddhist, but right. it's one of those things I just love the idea of religion. I like the message. I like the stories. Let's say yeah. that. Gotcha. Believe that they're real or not. I right. like the lessons behind the stories. Gotcha. This is what I find. Because to yeah. me, it's a, the Bible to me is a psychological tale. Mm. It talks about how we are within our own self. Mm. But you have to read between the lines. Right, right, right. Now, well, I'd say this, man, even the thing that what I like about you is that you're so open to like, yeah. just saying, hey, this is where I'm at. But that here's the thing. Most people are not. Most people are like, this is where I'm at. This is what I think. This is where, but I love how just open you are about just saying, hey, this is, this is where I'm at. And I can appreciate these things. And it's these types of conversations right here. This is how like people are able to, to be able to grow and learn and the beauty of this world, because I think that's how we progress. That's how we see like change. It's how we are able to open up to ideas and hear. Cause I'm learning more about your story. Even as you're sharing this as a Christian, I'm like, I'm not gonna be somebody like, well, you need to, that doesn't make any sense. Like I'm hearing more about your story and it's enlightening me a little bit too. And I'm like, that's awesome. So I think that's, that's the beauty behind all this. You know what Gnosticism is? Oh yeah, absolutely. So I, I consider myself, if I had to describe myself, I'm Gnostic. Got you. Okay. I love the... I love the early interpretation of the Bible. Mm. I love, I'm a fan of John. If you follow what John says, oh, yeah. he's very esoteric. He's very yeah, spiritual. Yeah. He's very out there. He didn't believe in the, it's before the church, right? But right. he's uh, very in touch with speaking with spirits. Like he was a weird dude. If that dude ever existed, he was a weird dude. <laughs> Well, he was a lot of what John did. Yeah, John, John, what he wrote, and he's on the island of Patmos too, and he's like yeah. writing Revelation, all that kind of stuff. People are like taking it. It's it's interesting. Yeah, it's it's actually really. He's cool. out there, but yeah. I'm out there too. I love I love that stuff. <laughs> Absolutely love that. Stuff. You're like that guy connects with me. I like him so much. That's good. Well, I meditate a lot, man, and I I wouldn't be able to speak about everything that comes up through my meditations. Yeah. I wouldn't feel comfortable, really. Not a lot of people could understand what i live through my morning meditations yeah, but that's the thing though like that meditation time in the morning like is is so so powerful because for me like i wouldn't share everything that i do in my devotion time when i'm praying and spending time with god and you know i feel like he's speaking to me about something and i'm writing it down in my journal and i'm you know i don't share all that but like i think i'm even more you know going back to the idea of like being vegan like i think that even helped me to just kind of when I took control of my health, took control yep. of what I was doing there, it gave me a sense of just, I keep using that word control, but almost gave me a sense of just ownership of so many other areas of my life where I felt like I was just kind of trying to do this and trying to do that. Like things just got, I use this word a lot. It got aligned. Like things got yes. so aligned. So the moment you're like spending time in your meditation or you're in prayer and stuff too, you kind of just, you, you, you really look forward to that time just to kind of get yourself you know, focused. And so I totally get it, man. That makes total sense. Absolutely. I get so many answers. So many answers. I get so many. I would say that most of my great ideas are either during my meditation time, or I'm somebody that wakes up quite often at three o'clock in the morning. Wow. I can't sleep anymore. And I go to bed early, man. I'm a, I'm a guy. Go to bed six. No, 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 no. Nine, 10 o'clock at night. I just, I just but, podcast, like I'm going to sleep. But like, 
hold on i have this is like piles and piles and piles and piles i probably have 20 30 pages nice. it's all ideas that come from when i wake up in the, when i wake up at three o'clock i can't sleep anymore and it's like i have a voice in my head that's just yeah. rambling that's just saying have you ever thought about that have you ever thought about this have you ever thought right, about that right, have you ever right, thought about right. and i have to write it down or else i can't go back to bed that's smart though man get it out your mind so you can head that thing down at least you can kind of peacefully about to sleep and that's smart those are the best ideas i've ever got Mm -hmm. best ideas and it's about everything about absolutely every it can be about everything wow yeah it's absolutely. it's, it's weird everywhere. man everywhere no wrong with that no but the thing is i wish i would have because it's been happening to me for a very long time but mm. for the longest time i would just stay in bed try to sleep and spend hours there and i'm Stay not somebody that worries i'm not a worrier mm. so it's not one of those things that oh i should do that no no, no it's really I have ideas. I, have, I just have ideas. And for the longest time, I was trying to fight it. But recently, mm. I just said, you know what? Fuck you. I started keeping a pen and a paper next to my bed. And I wake up and I just start writing. I'll write for an hour and then I'm exhausted. I go back to bed and I'm good. So what do you what do? You do for, like, what would you say for people that who have tons of ideas? But then yep. they're like, okay, I'm like you. I write everything down. But yep. then... I don't know what to do after that. Like, I don't know how to take action on this. Or what, how do you, how do you simplify it or slim it down to say, okay, I wrote all this crap out. Now this is the one I'm going to take action on. Like, how do you do that? Is that a question for you? Is that a question for in general? I think in general, I, I, I talk to a lot of people and I think most creatives, most influencers, most coaches, anybody who's creating content period has a thousand ideas. You go to a freaking, you know, a, a, meeting for any type of mastermind and everybody has all these thousands of ideas on marketing this and that and this and this this is a good question i mean I'd, I'd love to know how you do that too because you have multiple things you're doing so how do you streamline it and get that in there too i think that comes from years and years and years of introspection i know myself very well i know the type of individual that i am i know what i'm yeah. good at i know what my strengths are right i'm i'm a strong believer in getting better and where you're weak but i'm a bigger believer in taking advantage of your of your gifts yeah, yeah instead of trying to be good at everything yeah try to find what makes you good what, what does make you good mm -hmm. then focus on that yeah but yeah. i gotta tell you man that a lot of the questions you're asking i get answers to when i'm meditating i will meditate on <laughs> I, i'm thinking because it's there's an experience that happened to me not too long ago and um shit i don't know if i should talk about this uh, um, here you go. see look <laughs> we're diving deep people okay, we're diving deep okay, okay we just talked about we just said like some things you share some things you don't this is awesome man come on yeah how um, more you getting bro do you know what uh do you know what ayahuasca is have you ever heard about that that sounds familiar ayahuasca is a brew that is made in south america especially peru brazil it's made in the amazon okay okay been around for more than a thousand years and you mix a you mix certain uh roots together you boil them and their plants their roots of plants are extremely high in dmt so it actually it think about it as in a, a psychedelics and hallucinogen okay that's what okay i got you but it connects you with mother earth basically and I've done uh, psychedelics for a very long time. And now I do it like maybe once a year-ish when I feel the need, when I have questions mm -hmm. that I, I would like to explore. Mm. And yeah, in my last ceremony, I was 
I spent a quarter, so it normally lasts about four hours and I spent about an hour out of four alone sitting outside wow. by myself because it's a ceremony. There's 10, 15 of us. There's a shaman, like everybody's taking care of everybody. Right, but right. I spent a lot of time alone outside just meditating. <clears throat> and through that meditation, I found a new way to meditate where, fuck, man, this is messed up. I've never admitted to that before. Come but um, I found a way to get to get connected to um, I, I in my in my heart, I feel that all the knowledge has already been learned. It's already out there. Mm. Like people like Nikola Tesla, one of my idols is Nikola Tesla. And he right. says that a lot of inventions didn't come from him. It came from something out there that he was able oh. to meditate and communicate with. Mm. Carl Jung, the psychologist, is another of my hero. And he's, he, he said so many times that he had out-of-body experiences where he's talking to spirits, whatever. He, he doesn't call them spirits, but he just says that he's talking to things. Wow, wow. But he's also saying that a lot of that information didn't mm. come from him. And my last ceremony, the plan showed me how to connect to those things. Mm. So I, I'm capable of asking questions and getting answers yeah. back. It's yeah, really messed right. up. But that's but, but I think that's interesting though, man. I think like this story, as specific as it is, I would have yeah. never guessed that. My, my I would have randomly said, Oh, you went to some seminar, somebody taught you the five steps, a bit of connected dots, and all kind yeah. of stuff. But I think it's that story like that that's gonna help people see like everybody's journey is so different. And there's really there might be some successful ways of doing certain things, yeah. but there's no like one cut way when it comes to learning, like how these things work for you and how to get these ideas and, and this focus. And I, yeah, I think that's, I think it's beautiful, man. You have a story that's like, it's eye-opening. I learned something. There's, I think there's two, there's two things that people need to do. One is learn to meditate, learn to pray. However, meditation and praying is the same fucking thing. <laughs> call it the way you want the principle is the exact same right right, right, right. Okay. i think you need to start doing a lot of introspection finding out who you truly are wow. not what you believe you are but what you truly are to your core and i think that you need guides i think this is one of the things that our our society is lacking right now is guides mentors like i was saying just before the podcast i have a few pot i have a few mentors yeah yeah and I think you need mentors to kind of guide you, show you some of the things that they have learned yeah. through the years. Cause there's knowledge that's natural knowledge. It's always right. been there. It's right. just, we forgot. Yeah. But when you have people that have been around, yeah. Like as a coach, you understand what I mean. You have Absolutely. to, there's things that you know that not everybody does. Right. And why would people need to learn it by themselves when it could take 20 years Come on. And you can get somebody to show you right. for a year of time. Like the, the, the time, the, the evolve, the way you're going to evolve is so much faster. And you'll, yeah. so not only that, but having somebody to talk about those things. Yeah. Yeah. As you said, most people don't have that. Exactly. You hear the, you hear the nail on the head, man. I think co coaches need coaches, people that are, and everybody yeah. has some type of influence in some way, shape or yes. form. I tell people that all the time. Yep. You know? You don't have to be a coach or a leader or, you know, whatever you have some type of influence. And I think yeah. it, you owe it to the people that, you know, you're responsible for people, your influence, whether it's your family, whether it's a circle of friends, people on your job, like whomever, like the idea of being able to invest in yourself. And I tell people this all the time when it comes to coaching, I'm like, 
if you're going to look at fitness as an investment in yourself and your health and your wellness, you know, it's in your transformation, then you, if, if that's what you're going to focus on, you're going to see incredible results. If you just see this as an exercise program, you're going to quit. It's not going to last and you won't have the why that is strong enough that you need in order to keep going, man. So I think, yeah, absolutely. People, people are looking to have others who can show them the value of the choices that they're making and can give them to some degree, somewhat of a blueprint to help whether make it shorter, make it faster, make it less painful, or even if they have to go through all of that, you at least have somebody guiding you with it, you know, or guiding you through it so that you can know for sure you're going to get to the end. Somebody's willing to stick with you until you get to the end. So I think that's the beauty of, like you're saying, mentors or coaches, having people to walk with you through that. And I think it goes even further than that. I think another thing that people need to remember is that the greatest way to teach people is by, is by leading by example. Come on, man. And, and I think that people forget that the influence that they can have on others around them without even having to say anything. Come on. Like take an example, one of your clients that shows up, loses five pounds the first week, sticks to it. After six months, he's lost 40 pounds. Right. He's been going to the gym five times a week. His diet is completely changed. Mm -hmm. You don't think that the people around him are going to notice. You Come don't on. think that the people that have always wondered that never had uh, the courage to ask somebody they did not know, like to seek out a coach, they'll look at that person and say, holy shit, how did you do that? Exactly. What happened? Can exactly. I know what you're doing? Yeah. So just by doing it yourself for yeah. yourself, you will change the habit of the people around you. And that's the stuff that fires me up. Like when yeah. I like that story, that I do it because that's the picture I have in mind for even that particular guy. Like five, he loses all this weight. People start asking him questions and then he's able to go back to them. And I even like to be able to equip clients with further yep. information. I'm like, here's a reason why a plant-based diet is better than a keto diet or a paleo diet or this or that. And I'm able to equip them and say, now take this knowledge and educate somebody else, show them this documentary, sit down and have this conversation with them. Like the idea of just uh, of helping to not only spread the message, but helping people help other people in the world. Like that to me is like, oh, that's why I do it. That's why I'm like working all this time trying to figure out how to post this to attract more attention here to do this and do that. Like, that's the thing. You want to help people, man. You want to see transformation. Like I tell people all, all the time, like, I don't just want somebody to, you know, join my coaching program so I can say, oh, look, another client I have, or I'll make some money here, do that. I'm like, dude, if you want to transform and you want to, to, to see change and really, that's why I started Conquer Athletics. You want to conquer your life. Like if this is what you want to do, then I want to work with you. I will do everything I possibly can to get you towards that goal. And when people are like, I'm in, enough said, like it's, it's, it's a done deal. Fires me up. Beautiful, man. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. It fires me up, man. We've been good. going for just under 50 minutes. Are you serious? Yeah, man. You said it before we started. I didn't even realize what time it was. What is that? Oh, wow. You're like, we get talking all day. This is good, bro. Uh, I love this is what I do, man. I, I you have no idea how much I enjoy talking to people. I love it. Uh before we go though, I gotta ask you. There's always one question I ask everybody I speak to. Okay. If you if you could talk to your 14-year-old self, what would you tell him? 14 or so um stop being scared like don't be afraid of whatever comes next 
I know it sounds cliche because I'm wearing the shirt, but I'm living it now. Like you're going to conquer everything that comes your way. Like it's that idea. And it's, it's from a scripture, like Romans 8, 37. It talks about the idea of like, you know, no, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. And I changed the letter, you know, put a K on there. But yeah, I just, that thing of don't be afraid, like do what you honestly know you are called and purpose to do and don't look back just go for it, man. And I think if, uh, and that's what I look at my son, he's four and I look at him and I'm like, that's what I'm going to tell him. Like he is going to, he's going to go leaps and bounds about anything I've ever done. I want him to believe in himself, to go far and like really, really see it. So I'd say that. And then I'd say, Hey, go vegan. So yeah, I think that's-, <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Hey, go vegan, by the way, you'll, 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 you'll thank me for it later. He <laughs> just cut the chase, you know? <laughs> Do you uh, do you have anything to add? Because no, I got man. a feeling, man, you and I are going to talk again. Dude, absolutely. Bro, I think I just anybody who's listened to this, I think the biggest thing I'm going to take away from it is we had a conversation about faith, conversation about fitness. You know, we, we delve into food, the, the three major F's, right? We delve into them. I'm just thinking this is the kind of dialogue that's going to, I feel like, help the planet, help society help the the vegan movement mindset lifestyle this is what's going to work and it takes a little bit of time but you can enjoy the conversations and that's the type of stuff i think is going to build progress and momentum man so this has been fueling to me and i think you know we talk about the vegan community so much about love and acceptance and compassion this is the type of stuff we got to be able to do this is to me is what it's all about so thank you man for having me on this bro this is this has been a blessing thank you this is why i do it man That's exactly yeah. why I do it. Listen, man, I, uh, you and I are going to have to do it again. I'd like to do a live with you. Come on. Let's go for yeah. it. I'll bring, out, <laughs> look, I'll bring out the macho man glasses. I, had to I thought you had the macho man shirt on. I was good at it. I was ready. I'll wear my shirt. I'll wear Dude, my oh, shirt. It's done time. now. We're scheduling it now. It's on. It's on. Um, I'll definitely wear it. Heck yeah. Listen, man, thanks again for your time. That was awesome. I Fuck, I really, really enjoyed their conversation, brother. Yeah, bro. Me too.